As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Businesses Art on True Chat. We're broadcasting from Cincinnati, Ohio today, and I'm your host, John Umstead. With me today is my guest, Barbara Canero, and she is... Uh, a senior strategist with Word Revolution. It's a communication agency for Christian Ministries, and we're going to be talking about targeted messaging. So welcome to the show, Barbara. Thank you. It's nice to, to be here with you. Yeah, we're glad to have you. We've been talking a lot about uh, various types of, of uh, marketing and branding related uh, topics uh, for the last few weeks. So this is just kind of an extension of uh, of of those last several uh, episodes actually of businesses art. So before we get into the topic itself of uh, itself of targeted messaging, why don't we talk a little bit about you? So can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background? Sounds good. Well, I started as a web designer many years ago back in 2001. Mm. Um, I hope that doesn't tell my age <laughs> just to that answer. You might have been 10 when that started. Yeah, we don't know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Nowadays, kids do start early with technology. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I uh, started as a web designer and, you know, crafted way too many until I realized uh, some clients kept coming back and uh, not because they were unhappy with the website. It's just uh, there was always this question oh, we didn't really get many leads out of this website or it didn't do much for us. We need to change something. We need to include something else. So I heard that often where, you know, it really triggered this desire to realize, okay, there's something about websites that we're not touching in yet. Um, so, you know, even though design is still my thing, that's what I really like doing. Little by little, I caught myself transforming, uh, you know, just changing into a strategist because um, I really wanted to dig deep and understand, okay, what is it about websites? Because it doesn't really, just designing them and making them pretty is not doing much. So mm -hmm. there has to be something to it. <laughs> mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of going through that right now mm -hmm. with uh, uh, a recently released a software product called Plan Canvas. And we mm -hmm. released a, uh, or launched a website. Website is beautiful and we're getting uh, lots of good traffic to the website. 
but we're not getting we're not getting our visitors to uh, kind of uh, move to that point where they're really checking out the products that we have and clicking on the uh, on the purchase or subscribe buttons. And so we're we're figuring that all out. But right. so I I directly right now immediately understand all too well what you're talking about here. So it's painful. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, so let's talk about your 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 business, Word Revolution. What is it? Um, we're an agency, a communications agency. So we do marketing. We do, and, and the reason why I like the word communications better um, is because when you think about marketing, especially in my niche, working with Christian ministries and churches, there is a little bit of a rejection to the term. Um, and so when we think about communications is a little bit more inclusive to other things beyond just simply, you know, uh, marketing to people. Um, but um, at the end of the day, we craft websites, we craft messages, email series, we do logo designs, branding. Um, we we, we want to be seen as, um, you know, the person that will get you known, <laughs> if mm -hmm. that makes sense. And also... Uh, my goal is always for engagement. So uh, you can be very known, but if nobody's engaging with you, there's an issue there as well. So we've been shifting little by little from a megaphone approach, which was how marketing was seen a few years ago, mm -hmm. to more of a conversation approach, which is what I believe websites can do today. So yeah. um, that's what we do. We spend our time creating, uh, talking to clients, strategizing. Um, and you know, it's something that I absolutely love. So it doesn't feel like work most of the time. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, that's great. Uh, you know, that's something that we do talk about a lot on this show is that, um, you know, uh, you can, you can go to work. Uh, it, it's not really all that difficult to find a job. It might not be the job that you like, uh, right. might not pay what you want, but it, it's not all that difficult really to find a job. Um, but chances are just finding a job is not going to be something that you really love. It might be something that you have to right. do, um, but it's not necessarily something that you're going to love. And when you move into entrepreneurship uh, or, you know, or acquire a business or, or into leadership roles, um, it, things are going to change, right? It, yeah. That you're, you're going to find yourself working probably harder, hopefully smarter than you ever yeah. have before. Um, so you better make sure that if you're going to make that leap, it better be something that you love. Um, I wanted to uh, also just say that I really like the way you put it when you when you said that um, you know shifting from uh, kind of the megaphone mentality of marketing mm -hmm. and more into a conversation. Um, that's certainly true. You see that more and more, and you see uh, clients, uh, customers in in all industries, uh, products and services that are really looking for that customer experience, mm -hmm. um, as opposed to just looking for the product or the service. They want yeah. ex they want an experience that goes with it. I'm sure in your world uh, that that's no different. Um, mm -hmm. So true, that's not true. true as well. Yeah, yeah, we see that often. And, mm -hmm. and, I, and I think we tend to forget and insulate ourselves a little bit thinking that our relationships happen one way uh, um, offline and they happen differently online. And although there are um, individual characteristics to each one of these, you know, ways to interact with people, I still believe that there's, there's a lot of common things that we tend to forget. So if I'm on social media speaking to people, I need to remember I'm speaking to people, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
tendency for us to simply, you know, broadcast a message without thinking there are individuals on the other side of what I'm writing. And that's why sometimes you see uh, social media engagement being, being very low is because you're just promoting and not engaging. Social media by nature, we tend to forget it's social first. And um, we, if we understand that that's the way I need to speak is as if I'm in a social event, it becomes a lot easier to even interject and uh, share what you do. And, you know, you don't just burst into a coffee shop saying, hey, this is what I do. Mm -hmm. uh, normally, you approach it from a different angle. And I find it very often that uh, companies, especially for when you think about their about us page, right? It goes mm -hmm. all of this, well, this is what we do. We start in 1985. And, uh, and, right. I, and I'm like, well, I wonder how you would say that if you were sitting with a person in, mm -hmm. in, in, a, in, in a meeting, right? How would you right. say that? And that, that may dictate or educate a lot of the things that we should be doing online to increase that engagement. And again, it goes from that megaphone to coffee shop conversation. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, and you know, I, I think it, you mentioned age earlier, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> I've been around the block a time or two myself. And, um, I, you know, I, I, I try, I really do try to um, stay current and stay on top of things. But, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, the truth of the matter is, I, I was just raised or brought up in a in a different time right and right. um i learned to write in uh, in formal you know speak and right. uh, i learned how to give presentations in a certain type of way and follow certain formulas mm -hmm. and you know the last several years it's been ba basically i i have had to blow that all of that experience and training and education i've had to blow it up and relearn and I, I don't think i'm uh all that good at it yet you know uh yeah it, it, it's hard when you when you say speak you know like you're like you are at a social event um mm -hmm. online that's a tough that's the tough thing for me to do uh yes. mm -hmm. you know <laughs> yeah and, and and let me tell you something that i believe can give us a little bit of freedom because uh, I, there's a place for everything and there is a place for um, uh, using more of a formal uh, tone in some of the things that we write. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong. Like we, we're not supposed to just ignore them and remove them. Uh, mm -hmm. But there are generations following us that are uh, finding those to be less genuine. And mm -hmm. uh, if we, are to, to engage with them and reach them, then we need to understand what, what makes sense to them. And being um, relevant is something that um, I believe could put you in a place where you just increase engagement with your brand. As mm -hmm. a company, as an organization, it doesn't matter who you are, um, we need to understand that in some point in time, we will shift from one generation to the next. We do a lot of generational studies mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to our clients' audiences. And let me tell you, Nowadays, most of the companies or organizations we're engaging with are reaching Gen X and they're already starting to move to uh, millennials. And so if I'm reaching the, the, the Gen X uh, people, I know that they're very brand loyal. That means mm -hmm. that if they, if, they, if they really engage with me in some point and they start buying from me, there's a high chance they will continue to buy from me even if another company comes you know, uh, to the same um, industry that I am, if, if there's a competitor, it, it will be hard for them to shift to a different brand. Millennials don't work that way. They mm -hmm. will shift tomorrow if they need to because there's a, there's more benefit here and that they, because they grew up 
in a um, app reality, right? If this app mm -hmm. does better than that, I'll I'll delete this one and start using that one. It's not a bad thing. It's just different. Mm -hmm. And so right. I need to adapt to that, and I need to know who I'm reaching, which brings us to one of the main points about being intentional with what you put out is you start by knowing your who. I know a lot of people talk about knowing your your why, mm -hmm. and we've shifted from the what to the why, which is great, and I love to think about my why, why am I doing this, but nowadays I think we're even shifting towards the who. Who am I serving? Who am I speaking to? Mm. Uh, that is gonna dictate a lot of what I do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that, I like that. So uh, another question here is, you know, as sort of the outside observer looking at your business, Word Revolution, um, the name, uh, to me, it has dual meaning. On one hand, you know, your focus is on helping your clients get out what Christians often refer to as the word of the Lord. Mm -hmm. But as a communications agency, um, your focus is also on helping your clients literally, right, literally form the words, just like mm -hmm. we were talking about, get that message uh, that are most effective to use in their mm -hmm. bar uh, branding and outreach. So was that kind of dual meaning? Uh, was that intentional or was that a happy circumstance? Uh, yeah, well, I think it's a bit of, bit of both. Uh, and uh, I think the first word that I knew I wanted to have there was revolution. That was one that I knew mm -hmm. uh, was gonna be a part of the name um, because we wanted to be disruptive in a good way um, mm -hmm. with what we do. And then eventually the word word <laughs> was added to it because of the niche we're trying to reach. We do work with many industries, so we're not limited to Christian ministries and churches. Those are the ones that we outreach towards. So if I'm uh, the leads that I pursue, uh, the companies or organizations in this case that I pursue are in this niche, but we take uh, clients from many different uh, industries. Okay. Uh, but in this case, speaking specifically about my niche, um, yes, we wanted to talk about this revolution of the word because it does speak to the mission that we carry and the mission that our, our clients uh, carry as well. And um, over time, I think what I recognize is that content has to come above design. Uh, I need to start with the content, what I'm speaking, what I'm saying, how I'm saying it before I'm designing designing needs to follow and, and I'm, I'm I love design that's what I do right so mm -hmm. I, I'm not uh, demoting <laughs> right. you know um, uh, design to um, to a second place I just believe that in the sequence of what we produce we need to start with the content and so for me to be intentional with my words um, speaking in a way that um, reaches people where they are is mm -hmm. far more important than designing something cute that I like. You know? mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. All right. Let's take a really quick break here before we get back into the uh, subject. We're, we're going to be talking about targeted messaging. But uh, before we continue, uh, let's take a moment to remind our listeners out there that new episodes of Businesses Art are available on Tuesdays by 6 p.m. in the Eastern Time Zone. Uh, also, I want to talk about True Chat's show of the week. This week, that is The Weekly Screen. Alex and Cam invite you to watch a movie or a series with them throughout the week and then hear their thoughts and discuss with them in the comments about the show they took in that week. Uh, this one is definitely one of our more kickbacked and relaxed shows as we get into some of the best and worst that media has to offer on Mondays by 9 p.m. That's The Weekly Screen by on Mondays by 9 p.m. Let's also talk real quick about True Chat's mission statement. True Chat will be the mortal enemy of speculation, innuendo, and stagnation. We'll champion informed opinions and fresh ideas. True Chat will prove that media can be trusted, relied on, and responsible. 
we won't join the media elite because we're setting a new standard. It's a higher standard. It's the true chat standard. Now to ensure that this show maintains the highest ethical standards, we make it easy for you to voice any concerns with today's episode by emailing ethics at truechat.org. Again, that's ethics at T-R-U-E-C-H-A-T dot org. And let's turn our attention now back to the topic at hand. We're talking about targeted messaging, and our guest is Barbara Canero. She's a senior strategist with Word Revolution. So, um, Barbara, uh, we, we, like I said at the beginning of the show, we've been talking a lot over the last several episodes of Business Art about purpose, branding, messaging, and marketing, and, and related things. Um, and today, we want to get specifically uh, into targeted messaging, both from your business's perspective and your client's perspective. Um, mm-hmm. But let's talk about from your perspective. What are some of the advantage, you know, from Word Revolution's um, point of view? What are some of the advantages of yeah. having a very specific focus? So uh, it's it's about resources and being wise with your resources, mm-hmm. right? Because I can't climb two mountains at the same time. And mm-hmm. uh, for me to pursue a specific niche allows me to serve them better. Mm-hmm. Uh, allows me to be very wise with the resources that I have in terms of money, people, uh, time above anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, pursuing clients in a specific industry means that I'm, I'm well prepared to serve them. Uh, mm-hmm. So, I, and, and I'll give you just a quick example of, um, of uh, serving them well. Um, I know that most of the churches we operate with don't need SEO. Um, I'm sorry, or PPC. That's probably one of a better example. Most churches that we operate with don't need PPC, a pay-per-click campaign with Google. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, because of that, then I can actually focus my resources into doing something where we can increase our cap- our capacity or um, just focus on what we really do well instead of uh, worrying about, okay, I need to have somebody in my team that knows how to do PPC. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, I know this is something that I can leave to the side so I can focus on what we really do well. I'm not saying that I'll never need it, but maybe there'll come a time when I need it and then I can I can outsource this. But what I'd like to do in that stage is actually come alongside with my client and say, how about we look for a company together because that's not something I can offer you. Mm-hmm. Um, so we serve them well by being specific about what we know they will need. The second mm-hmm. part to that question is, being wise with our resources. Um, if I if I know I'm reaching uh, churches and ministries, I can go to the conferences that have to do with churches and ministries. I can participate in the Facebook groups that are related to churches and ministries. Um, I can read the blogs and the, you know, listen to the podcasts that have to do with my industry. So imagine what that would be if you had five or six niches. It's it, you're basically duplicating um, or you know tripling is depending on how many you have. The amount of time you spend reading blog posts, listening to podcasts, participating in groups and visiting mm-hmm. conferences. Um, so it's um, I know that my time when I have time to spend reaching out to new clients, I go in one direction. I climb one mountain because the, the minute I decide I want to have to, I need to you know, go down this one mountain to climb the other one. Mm-hmm. Uh, where in this case, it's almost like everything you do builds up on top of what you did the last week. And I, I can give you a couple of examples. Okay. If I'm, if I'm pursuing uh, churches that are between, let's say, uh, in attendance between 500 and 1,000 people on a given Sunday, uh, then this Friday I can spend some time listing churches that are in that category. Next mm-hmm. week I can spend time emailing them. The week after I can spend time maybe calling a few of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but this creates uh, work that, 
basically is exponential, right? I'm not just randomly emailing people in the hope they will uh, reach out to me, but the work mm -hmm. that I'm doing is going in the one direction. Mm -hmm. uh, it's like laser focus, right? You can, uh, or, or think about a snowball. You can have a little bit of snow everywhere, or you mm -hmm. can have a lot of snow in one place and you probably can build a snowman <laughs> where, mm -hmm. it's, <laughs> yeah. where if it spreads around and it's too thin, it will melt faster. So um, that's the principle that I apply when it comes to reaching out to new potential clients. And, uh, and that's the, the same approach we teach our clients to have as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there are, there, there's so, there are so many lessons in everything you just said. Uh, I can't possibly expand on all of them, but right. I would like to hit a couple of just real high points for the listeners out there. So, so one is, uh, in general, this makes sense as well. So if you are starting a business, running a business, or even if you're a team leader or organizational leader, um, you know, there's a, there is often a tendency for that leader to want to take on everything or take on too much. Yeah. And, uh, and, and they're spread too thin. The team, the organization, the business aren't as effective, uh, when you, when you operate that way. Um, and it, but it is a real temptation because people kind of rise into those positions because they're really good at something, right? right. And, and they and they get there and they don't want to give up that stuff that they were really good at. And, and a lot of people talk about it as uh, working in the business versus working Correct. on the business. Mm -hmm. And um, it's really important important to free yourself up enough that you can work on the business. And sometimes you have to work in the business as well. But you right. know working on the business is very, very key and critical. Um, this is going to sound like a little bit of a shameless plug and, and I don't really, <laughs> I don't really mean it that way, but, um, you know, what you just described in terms of focusing, uh, resources, because resources are precious time, money, right. uh, employees, your, your own abilities, uh, it's precious. And, um, if you are just out, uh, doing, anything and everything that you can think of, uh, you're going to run out of those resources or burn them out. Right. Mm -hmm. And both in my book, Business is Art, and in my software plan, Canvas, we really encourage uh, people to uh, not just plan, but manage strategically. And strategy is all about doing exactly what you just said. It's all about uh, focusing and prioritizing your resource expenditure in order to get more of what it is that you're really after. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, all right. So some great reasons for, for, uh, being pretty specific in your focus, but by contrast, what, what might some disadvantages be? Um, I think, and this is something that I've, I've heard from other people. It hasn't happened to me just yet. I think there could be this, uh, um, potential for you to just get tired of the niche you know there is a potential mm. there for you to simply come to a place where like I just don't want to work with restaurants uh. anymore <laughs> you know uh, yeah. for whatever reason uh, so although it hasn't happened to me I've seen it happen to a few people and uh, what I what I tell them is when you pick a niche it's not marriage it's like dating <laughs> mm -hmm. the best example I can give you is like you know if you work this niche and you worked for it for a whole year for two years and at some point you just got fed up and you really don't want to work with this niche anymore 
uh-huh. shift. You have the ability to pivot at that time and say, okay, from now on, I'm going to pursue dentists. Uh-huh. And um, so all you have to do is simply decide what's my new focus. Now, you have to remember that when you do that, you're going to start from scratch or maybe you have already a foot in. Maybe there's somebody you know that is in that industry that can get you in. But mm. there will be a little bit of a, you know, you will find a few steps back. Um, for, for the most part, I think the best answer to give you is I haven't seen many disadvantages except for, you know, people just getting to that point where, yeah. ah, you know, I, I went this route and I, I really don't want to work with, I don't know, dentists anymore or chiropractors mm-hmm. anymore. And I'm using very generic terms, obviously. Sure. Um, some people love working with lawyers and some people don't like the fact that the mm-hmm. schedule you get to talk to lawyers is very, uh, you know, hard for a family, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's one thing I've seen. Uh, following specific niches will come with specificities. Uh, in my case, we have clients, they are churches, and they operate on Sundays. Mm-hmm. So that means that every now and then we'll have a request come in on Sunday because something is not quite working. That means that I need to be, you know, I need to pay attention to my emails on a Sunday, um, which I'm okay with. But maybe you don't want to do that. So mm-hmm. uh, you might want to find a different niche that where you don't have that particular issue. I know, for example, with dentists, uh, because we used to work with dentists before, um, there's a specific schedule that they have. And so the meetings with the client would normally be towards the end of the day. For me, that didn't work because I have kids. And so Mm -hmm. that's on my way to get my kids. (laughs) And, uh, you know, family just kind of dictated the route I could take in terms of niches. But so if you find yourself in that place where you've invested in this niche and it didn't quite work because something mm-hmm. in your life changed, um, pivot, find your next person today. It's just that simple. <laughs> so it's right. not there. You're not divorcing. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, no. Pivot, change. I totally agree. Uh, one of the, my, first, my first boss out of college was a great mentor to me. He taught me a, mm-hmm. a lot of lessons that stuck with me you know all through the years and one of them was you know hey you don't have to every day love your job every day there's going to be you know parts of your uh your job your career um that you know are just a pain you know but if and and that's okay that's just going to happen but if every day you're going into work dreading it every mm-hmm. single day, hating it. You've got to go. You've got to leave. You're not doing yourself a service. You're not doing your family. You know, you're doing a disservice right. to yourself. You're right. doing a disservice to your family. You're doing a disservice to uh, your place of business. Um, so absolutely, completely agree. If you get burned down in whatever the niche is, yes. then uh, pivot change. I completely agree. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So I want to talk about uh, something that's on your website, if I may. Yeah. Um, so I was checking it out and um, uh, on it pretty pretty predominantly fairly fairly quickly into the website it says uh, your ministry does not need a website what you need are disciples who make disciples and I love that statement um, you know in general business terms uh, we talk about things uh, in addition to disciples we talk about things like customer engagement and referrals mm-hmm. customers as advocates net promoter score those types of things mm-hmm. um, so uh, so that statement on your website begged a couple of questions, and the first is kind of an obvious one. But as a communications agency, uh, does that uh, does that mean um, that does actually a well communication <laughs> agency that does website yeah. design? Are you suggestion suggesting that a website is not necessary? Uh, believe it or not, yes, I am, and it, and it's kind of ironic because it seems like I'm sabotaging my own business, right? Uh-huh. 
Um, and, and let me tell you, I feel like if I can serve a client well, that's worth more than uh, just selling them something. So that's, that's one thing that I do want to make sure it's, uh, it's um, coming across when I say this, because if I serve you well today by telling you I cannot help you with this, or this is something outside of our expertise, or you really don't need a full-blown <laughs> website, let, let, let's work on a landing page, I feel like that can lead to more honest referrals than just selling you a website today. But the, the big point behind that is I think we are shifting how we see websites, which comes from the idea I was sharing at the beginning, how we want it to be a little disruptive in the in this uh, internet age. Mm -hmm. And uh, just having a website nowadays, by the way, it's free. In case you don't know, you can have a website in 15 minutes. It's free with a whole bunch of different platforms out there. So mm -hmm. you can click a few buttons and you can have a website online within a few minutes. Mm -hmm. The question is, what is that website doing for you? Right. And if it's not doing anything for you, then you don't need it. Like, right. full on, you don't need it. If the website is not bringing you leads, if it's not bringing you people, if it's not bringing you raving fans, you do not need it. So much so that you can simply just link your URL straight to a Facebook group and you can, you're good to go. Like mm -hmm. that, that's how much I believe this to be true. Now, if you have a website, an actual website, I'm, I believe that website should not be just a brochure where it should do something for the people on the other side of you and for your business or your organization. Um, and uh, I think there's still this tendency to simply have a website for the sake of having one. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and so it, it, here's how the process goes. Uh, we're just basically going to design something that the CEO likes and we're going to put it live. Mm -hmm. It's an emotional decision based on the the CEO uh, preferences, <laughs> like, you know, personal preferences. And right. it's not really accounting for what the website can do for you. And then you have a second stage where they start thinking, okay, well, we've, we have this thing online and somebody's updating it or we haven't updated it in so long and we don't know if we have leads coming through the website. And, and that's when you start seeing this desire for a little bit more. And let me tell you when that happens. It happens for business owners that have a growth mindset and a long-term vision. So the mm -hmm. minute that you have a long, you start thinking of your business in long-term or the minute that you have this growth mindset, that's when you start realizing this website isn't doing anything for me. It's just sitting in a server. Mm -hmm. So I, I want to change that. I want to, and, and you know, the idea of uh, churches needing disciples that make disciples um, it, it comes from a place of saying your website can help you in that process. Mm -hmm. It's probably not going to do it all for you. It's not supposed to. And, right. and if you think of a company, you know, your sales process will depend on far more than just your website, but your website will most likely be an important piece. And mm -hmm. we, we've probably seen those websites where we love the company. They have amazing service and you go to the website and you're like, whoa, this looks so not like them, mm -hmm. you know? It, and you get this impression. Mm -hmm. So they're failing to communicate how good they are. And the opposite is also true. Sometimes you see these well put together websites and then the company is just a mess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, your sales process is all of it. It's not just the website, but I need to see it from a holistic approach. So right. if the goal of a church is to make disciples, where's the, where does the website fit in it? If the role of a company is to sell, let's say for example, products online, where does the website fit in it? Because there will be customer support. There will be refunds. There will be, you know, maybe talking to somebody on a chat box before I buy. You know, all of these mm -hmm. are part of your sale. But a big chunk is the website. And so 
And, and, and you know what's funny, John, is that a few a few years ago, like two years ago, I even wanted to change the name of websites. So I'm like, they're no longer web sites. You know, they <laughs> sit on the web. Like they're no, they're no longer sites on the web. Can we just rename this thing? You know, because they're more than that now. <laughs> but no, nobody nobody got that. Yeah, I think it's it's hard to change the way we've been calling websites. Um, so anyway. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. And I, I actually, uh, and I don't know if I'm um, really being uh, as accurate as I can be, but I, I try to refer to uh, my own website as the store. Um, right. it, it's the storefront. And, um, and uh, you know, I, there's probably better ways to look at it, I suppose. But that's, that's to me what it is. It's the only place that... Uh, um, you know, Plan Canvas customers can go to make those purchases. So, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. But um, okay, okay. So back to uh, making disciples. I've got a second mm -hmm. question there that gets a little bit deeper, and I, there's no silver bullet here, but uh, I'll, I'll ask this question anyway. So, how does one go about making disciples of a business product or service, who then in turn make more disciples? Yeah, uh, this question is very easy to answer. Nowadays, everybody has an opinion. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> and they share them. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. because, because of all of the channels that we have, not only we'll share the good, we share the bad. Chances are people will share the bad more than they will share the good. Mm -hmm. um, but there are people, there are evangelists by nature. And I feel like the generation that is really rising up now, the millennials, they're very uh, open about the things they support. And so you're, you're seeing this increase. And by the way, we're talking about millennials. They're 33, 34, right? They, you know, they're adults. Uh -huh. Yeah. They're not kids anymore. So you have these entrepreneurs, these uh, founders, startup um, founders and uh, business owners and employees that are in their 30s. Mm -hmm. And um, they're speaking about, you know, what they um, embrace, the brands they love. And uh, so it's, it's once you get in their radar and you can serve them well, then you're going to get these evangelists. You're going to get these raving fans that will talk about what you do in the channels that they know of which is nowadays mm -hmm. you know a lot of social media obviously mm -hmm. but um we need to think about it this way uh every person that i touch has a potential to touch a whole bunch more right it's right. like in in, in uh, everything you do in the internet does not you know like stays in the internet forever mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> you know? it's no longer like vegas although we wish it was that way <laughs> so if you think about it from that perspective if you serve one person well your impact is huge and i will give you one quick example uh zappos we all know zappos and they do amazing things uh through social media but in one case uh, i had a friend that was sharing how much she loved this new pair of shoes that she saw somewhere mm -hmm. and i simply said to her i said you know what you should tag them in your post in your social media post you should just tag them and uh -huh. so she tagged the she tagged the brand and the brand didn't do anything and then uh -huh. she decided to tag zappos and she said hey i love these shoes i cannot wait for it to be a little bit cheaper blah 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 something uh -huh. along those lines just sharing with her friends and this right. is just a normal person not a celebrity not some someone famous just a friend of mine really you know uh -huh. and uh so she she tagged zappos zappos responded to her post and said hey send us your address we're sending you a free pair uh-huh <laughs> and let me tell you within within five minutes all of her friends realized how you know what i'm saying like it right. was 
the impact wasn't just Sarah. The mm-hmm. impact was all of Sarah's friends, and right. and her friends could be a thousand people. So right. some, by touching one person in a positive way, you're impacting a group of people that are now uh, the the trust is increasing. So they're basically trusting you more, even mm-hmm. though they may have never bought from Zappos. Now they have a, a very positive view of Zappos, right? Mm-hmm. So here's how you do disciples that make disciples. Here's, here's how you do fans that are. Uh, creating raving fans, um, you treat them out you, and you engage with them where they are. If they're in social media, you go to social media and you tell them, hey, what is your address? They never came in saying, hey, you can buy them at Zappos. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, right. So they spoke her language. <laughs> that's that's great. That's a, that's a great story, too. I really, um, I really appreciate it. I, you know, I try to be pretty generous with with tagging yeah. Uh, in on the various social media platforms, and I don't do it in a way that you see some people out there that are just tagging, you know, just because they think, "Oh, I'll tag this influencer, and maybe they'll mention me," you know. And it's it's very transparent what they're doing. I'm genuinely trying to tag people and businesses out there to give them a shout out because I appreciated something that they said or did or mm-hmm. are planning to do, and it it astounds me how frequently. Um, there is no response. Maybe they, you know, mm. hit the like button. You know, uh, you know, yeah. thumbs up, and just like that that shoe manufacturer, you know. But Zappos took that cue and did yes. something with it. And yeah. um, uh, so, as 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 sensible as all of this is, I still think there there are a lot of individuals and organizations out there that still don't quite get it. And at, at least yeah. that's been my observation, but I don't, I don't do the work that you do. So is your observation any different? No, I still see that very often. Now there's a tendency for us to stay with what's comfortable and what we mm-hmm. know how to do. So I think eventually we all get to that point where it's just too exhausting to learn all of these new things yeah. and new ways <laughs> people do things. Right. So I'm not going to blame them for sticking with what they know. Mm-hmm. Um, I just believe that we need to embrace change. And now there are, uh, you know, again, we need to look at what who's behind us. What are the generations coming after us, what they're doing and learning from those that came ahead of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's there's power in both. And so combining what you have seen in the past and then applying that to what's coming, I think that's where we can see a lot of good things coming, uh, you know, happening. Um, mm-hmm. But um, uh, for me, uh, I, what I have seen the most is um, people sticking to what they know. Uh, mm-hmm. There is a tendency for us to not embrace change very often. Yeah, so, we get comfortable, right? You know, you know what I'm saying. So, but but here's the thing: in some point in time, the results will start to suffer. You're mm-hmm. going to see that those results will start going down, and that's what causes the death of so many companies out there. Is mm-hmm. they never adapted, they never changed, they never pivoted. Mm-hmm. Um, which goes back to the point we we're saying before. You know, if you hit a if you hit a block in in the nature you're operating with, don't keep at it. You know, you you can pivot, you can change, and it's okay. You're going to be fine. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> That's the thing we have to remember. We're going to be fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, all right, Barbara, we're uh, we're running out of time, but I did have a last couple of questions for you before we wrap things up. And the yeah. the, the first one is, um, do you have really any final advice to offer uh, to anyone that's considering being a little bit more specific? Uh, and targeted with their own messaging versus just throwing out that wider net or as you described the snowstorm yeah well uh, at the end of the day you're not being exclusive you're being Mm -hmm. specific 
so it's it's about being specific about who you're trying to reach. It's not about excluding anybody else. Mm. So we can't serve everybody. It's a given. Uh, we don't have enough resources or money. I mean, Target and and um, uh, Walmart don't target the same people and they spend billions of dollars in marketing. So why should mm -hmm. we try to reach everybody, right? right. So, uh, and uh, uh, that's the, the first thing that I wanted to share. Um, and the second is when you think about uh, being specific or being intentional with uh, who you can better serve, look at your resources, apply them in a wise way. Because mm -hmm. at, in some point in time, you will be able to streamline what you're doing and that's going to mean more profit because if you can do more with less, then your margins will increase. That's mm -hmm. just as simple. Mm -hmm. Great. Yeah. Great advice. Great advice. Well, mm -hmm. I've really enjoyed this conversation and before we, uh, before we close it up, uh, can you just let people know where they can find you, your service offerings or any other cause that you'd like to mention while we are on the show? Sounds good. Well, uh, my agency is Word Revolution, W-O-R-D, revolution.com. And uh, again, like I said, we um, we will happily serve uh, any industry. So if we could be a good fit for you, if you're really looking to strategize and, and you know, get that foundation uh, set before we start designing, we will be glad to help. Um, you can apply for a strategy call. Uh, you know, we can just get on the phone real quick and see if we could be a good fit. Um, and my email is Barbara at wordrevolution.com. That's probably the easiest way to find me. So, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, again, very, very, and very enjoyable conversation. Um, you make a lot of great points. So I hope our listeners are taking a lot of notes. I know I've been scribbling, uh, quite a bit and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I really appreciate you being here and talking about this. Yeah, you're welcome. Well, um, thank you for having me. And, uh, Looking forward to, to what's next. Yeah, yeah, me yeah. as well. All right, so folks, um, uh, you can also reach me, by the way, uh, out on Twitter. You can find me at John Umstead or find me on LinkedIn uh, or, or Facebook. I'm not all that hard to find, so uh, please reach out to me. I'd love to have a conversation with you as well. It doesn't have to be about uh, uh, anything in particular, but I just, I just love hearing from our listeners and hearing what challenges they're facing, hearing what subjects they'd like us to to uh, cover on this show. So thanks again. Thanks again, Barbara, for being here. Um, listeners out there, if you haven't already, make sure you download True Chat's mobile app. You can connect with us on social media right in the app itself or visit our website, truechat.org, T-R-U-E-C-H-A-T.org. Again, that's truechat.org. True Chat's network offers a great lineup of shows in sports, politics, pop culture, entertainment, business, lifestyle, and more. So make sure you explore what our network has to offer, won't you? For Businesses Art on True Chat, broadcasting from Cincinnati, Ohio, I'm your host, John Umstead. Thank you very much for tuning in. We'll see you next time on Businesses Art. Be the change.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.